Hi, lifers in the whirlwind. This is Heather Drew, and this is the Life in the Whirlwind podcast. Today is episode 15, and fittingly enough, the title for this episode is called 15 Seconds. So I am looking out my window here at an extremely foggy sky, and it's so funny, when I was in San Francisco, I only had one foggy morning, and it's like known for its fog, and I only had one foggy morning. It was so rare. It was amazing. But now here I am in Philadelphia, and it's as foggy as San Francisco. It's very interesting. Uh, My head is also feeling slightly foggy today. And as I was approaching this podcast episode, I felt like using that needed to happen. I needed to use the fog because it's just where I'm at. And um, as I always say, I like to come from where I'm actually at currently and not pretend like I'm somewhere else and um, yeah, not idealize something. This is just where I'm at. I'm really tired I'm super exhausted today. It's probably a combination of things um, involving jet lag and life and busyness and like making lunches for people and things like that. But the reality is that this weekend also um, between Friday and Sunday, I had several very intense conversations that lasted several hours each Um, Some were shorter than others, but many of them were very long. And um, I kind of want to talk about that. Not the conversations themselves, but something that maybe something, one of the things that I learned in the conversations by having the conversations. So these conversations were all very intense, challenging conversations. And um, I want to talk about what I learned some some things, one specific thing that I learned from these conversations. And I also want to talk about uh, conviction that I found in these conversations and also how we might use this experience to challenge ourselves into an invitation this week. So that's where we're going today. Not a lot of detail. Sorry. Sorry, linear thinkers. Um, so here's what I want, here's where I want to start, I guess. So I want you to think about a time when you've been in an intense conversation. I feel like it's not that hard right now, given the state of the world and the varying opinions in the world. Um, we had an election in November. Not sure if you realize that. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully you do. Um, we had an election. It was kind of a surprising one. And there have been so many, there has been an uprise in intense conversations because of the things surrounding this election, the election itself, the person who was elected, et cetera, et cetera. So who knows what the topic is? Like, if you can think of a conversation that you've been in fairly recently that was really intense, that would be helpful. So you can sort of apply this to this kind of situation. But maybe it's race. Maybe it's politics. Maybe it's spirituality or theology oriented. Maybe it's personality difference. Maybe it's sex. Maybe it's relational dynamics. 
Maybe it's work-life balance. I don't know. Whatever. There's a million different topics that could be at the center of intense conversations, obviously. So think of that for yourself. What's this intense conversation that you've had recently? And then I want you to think about what is typically going on in you during intense conversations? Are you a conflict avoider? Are you the kind of person who kind of moves toward conflict, who likes challenge? Uh, are you a what we would call, I guess, a people pleaser, though I think that's too simplistic. Um, I think we're all people pleasers down deep, and it just manifests itself differently. That's a whole other podcast. But anyway... What is going on? What's typically going on in you during these intense conversations? Maybe it's a, I would guess that it's a mix of listening and it's a mix of listening and thinking, but also formulating a response. But I'm also thinking I'm not, whether or not you're aware of it, you're probably having some pretty intense emotions as well. Again, key phrase, whether or not you're aware of it is the question. So how, if you can tap into how, you know, the awareness of your emotions, if you can imagine something like this and you can go back in your mind to an intense conversation you recently had, how do you feel inside when it's tense with somebody else in a conversation? Do you feel defensive? Do you feel hurt? Do you feel sort of energized? Do you feel angry? Do you feel confused? Do you feel reactive? That's not an emotion, but I think what's interesting is I think we react. Commonly, we just say what's on the mind pretty quickly, or we find some version of what comes into the mind fairly quickly. So um, while I'm all for external processing, (laughs) I'm laughing because most of you know I'm an external processor. This is the this is only one of the ways that we can use our energy in challenging conversations. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. <coughs> Excuse me. So there's this old adage, think before you speak, right? <laughs> there that's so it's a common saying, how often do we really do it? Tr- like seriously, how often do we really do this? How often do we actually think carefully? become aware of our thoughts before they exit our mouth. It's not as common, even those who are very aware, even those who practice um, paying attention to various things inside and outside of themselves. It's really hard work to think before you speak. It's really hard work to be aware of your thoughts. Um, Because here's the thing, we are oriented, here comes the neuroscience, boom, here comes. Um, We default to automatic, right? We, that's like a redundant statement. We default to automatic, but like our automatic setting is to go the easy route of thinking and feeling. So whatever we are most used to, that is the route we're going to take. It's going to be easier for our bodies, our brains, our spirits, our souls, blah, blah, blah. Except what is easier is often more costly in the long run. So my, you know, soapbox or my imploring to you, my invitation, my like lowercase i invitation is always, always, always going to be to pay attention 
it's always going to invite, I always want to invite you into paying more attention to what's happening inside of you during things, during situations and experiences of yours, because when it is the first step, when we pay attention, it is the first step of rewiring the system of automatic thinking and feeling. And this is like, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy 101, but it's not just cognitive behavioral therapy. It's like capital T truth. It's that our, our minds take the easiest path. And if we change what the easiest path is, it changes a lot. So just consider that. That's a little like neurobio sidebar there. So thinking before you speak is going to change the way you speak. That's my argument, my thesis, my hypothesis. No, it's not a hypothesis. It's it's proven. It's thesis at this point. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Stop getting technical, Heather. Um, so all that to say, here's the thing. I think every time we open our mouths, we're using our power in a specific way. So our voice is a form of our power. Our voice is a form of us exerting our power in the world. It is one form of it. And I'm really thankful for these conversations that I had this weekend because they were very challenging. They were opening, they were eye-opening to me. And one in particular, I'm very thankful for one person who's an acquaintance who bravely said to me, and this was, she said this very objectively, like not at all. I didn't feel judged. I just felt like she was stating the truth. I thought it was really wise. The way she said this, it like pounded me in the face, which was really helpful for me, actually. She said, whenever you are speaking, it means I'm not speaking. And whenever I'm speaking, it means that you're not speaking. That's like, so this is like the most basic of facts, right? <laughs> like, it's just funny because I think a lot of people, I don't know if you're thinking this, but I think if I said this to a lot of people, they'd be like, okay, so you're just like stating facts. Okay, great. But the fact is, here's the thing. While that's a fact, how often do we actually behave differently based on the fact, that fact, that information? How often do we pay attention to the fact that when my friend's speaking, I'm not. And when I'm speaking, my friend isn't. So it's just something to pay attention to. It's something to notice. Because again, if our power comes through our voice, if I'm talking, I'm using my power. And if she's talking, she's using her power. If I'm listening, I'm giving her power. If she's listening, she's giving me power. Does this make sense? Do you hear what I'm saying? I hope this is clear and jiving with your experience. But all that to say, like, this is really important. Paying attention to these things and feeling their reality in our lives is much more responsible than just doing life automatically. And responsibility isn't the most important value in life. But, you know, there's this, you know, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Jesus said this. I'm almost positive. It's definitely in the Bible somewhere. Um, with great power comes great responsibility. So all of us have power and with that power comes responsibility. 
of how to use that power, right? Because it's easy to abuse and it's easy to mindlessly abuse power. Even if we don't feel like we have power, we do. And it may come in subtle forms and we can even use and abuse subtle forms of power. Ooh, I'm feeling my preach. Come on. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Back to the notes here, Heather, back to the outline. I talk to myself a lot in the morning, a lot more often. I'm in the morning time. <laughs> I talk to myself more in the morning than in the evening or afternoon. So this was very convicting to my heart when my friend said this to me yesterday. When you're speaking, it means I'm not. When I'm speaking, it means you're not. And she just asked me to like, she said, it's just something we both need to be aware of. And there was a certain topic. This wasn't, this was a bigger topic, but this was a very challenging thing that I thought we could all talk about today. So I want to, as often as humanly possible, use my power and my voice for good. Not for the good of my own life only. Sometimes that's how it goes. But for the whole good, for the good of everyone, <clears throat> for those around me, for those in my life, those who I don't know, even those who I don't see impacted. Like, here I am using my voice in this podcast. I'm putting it out here in the, you know, interwebs sphere. I have no idea who's listening to this. 500 people a week are listening to this, at least. That's only what's like shows up on my website. I have no idea who's listening to this. But my voice apparently has some power in your life. And that's pretty interesting to me, like mind boggling to most, most of my mind, like just like totally boggles my mind. But also I have to be aware that that's a form of power and that I want to use it for good. And I want to be really careful with what I say here. I can't use my power for good if I'm not aware of my power and how it might impact other people. So I don't know all of your stories. I don't know even who you are, most of you, but I do know that my voice seems to have a power in your life and I hope I'm using it for good. If I'm ever not using it for good, feel free to email me, please. Life in the whirlwind at gmail.com. So what the heck does this have to do with 15 seconds? Why is this episode called 15 seconds? I bet you're trying to figure that out right now. Now that I asked, remember last week, last week's episode, and I was talking about Anthony Bourdain saying, you know, he ate this Aloha burger, which is like, he's this incredibly famous chef. He's had like the most exotic, rich, expensive, rare foods in the world. And he goes through this drive through and he eats an Aloha burger in Los Angeles at some drive through and he pauses for a long time, and then he literally says, there are so many things that I don't know. So if I take 15 seconds, whether it be after someone speaks to me, or if it's 15 seconds before I speak, or if it's sort of like giving myself 15 seconds when I desire to speak, but I'm noticing that it's a reaction that I'm having. And instead I just pause. If I take that 15 seconds instead of speaking and I pause, what happens? 
maybe you don't know what happens. Maybe this is totally new to you and that's great. That's what this is about today though. I want to invite you into something, sort of an experiment. I want to make more room for others in my life and more room for truth to speak because I don't always have the truth. I I would guess like less than half the time, maybe, I don't know. I couldn't possibly measure that, but I don't always have the truth and I want to make room for truth and I want to make room for others and I always want to make room for learning and growth. That's what my mind wants. I don't always act like that and I don't always act that out in my life, unfortunately, but I'm working on it. That's all that's, I'm in a process and I'm practicing. So my argument is this, <coughs> excuse me, when we pause and we listen, if we take 15 seconds or we wait when we feel compelled to speak, what we do, part of what we do is we give the other person more power or we balance the power differential. Um, my friend Phil, who I don't know if you remember from episode five, Phil Monroe, he spoke at a conference two weeks ago, last week, two weeks ago, and he was talking about, uh, uses of power and it was a great, great talk. Maybe I'll post it on here on my, uh, website here for this episode, but, um, he and another woman, Diane Langberg, who are teachers and mentors of mine, he, they were talking about the balance of power. And one of the things that Phil said is something along the lines of like, when I'm listening, I'm using my power for good and I'm giving you more power. I'm balancing the power. So silence can like, let's not be foolish here while giving you space to speak gives you power. I can also easily, and you can also easily use silence as your own power. So <clears throat> it's actually just as, just as possible to like, you know, if someone is talking to you, you can easily use your silence as your power. If you are withholding something or shutting someone out with your silence, something like that, that's another way to, to wield power as well. But for the most part, I would say having this 15 seconds, giving this 15 second break and practicing it, it's a, it's a powerful amount of time and a lot can happen in 15 seconds. I have found, and if you're a student of mine and you're listening to this, um, at my, at the grad school where I work, I would say, you know what we're talking about here. It's if you're a counselor, if you're a therapist or you're any kind of like, if you're a listening person, you know that if you give silence, if you offer silence, some stuff happens in that silence. It doesn't go to waste. It's not just dead air. Something's going on. And it's usually internal stuff. And I always, I remember this one professor, I don't even remember who it was actually. I just remember a professor in my grad school in counseling. He said something like, if there's a long pause for a client and you're both silent, the next thing out of that person's mouth is really going to matter because it means it's been brewing and it's really important. And if you speak first, you miss it. You close the window. So this 15 seconds is a powerful amount of time. I want to show you how powerful for a second, just so you feel it. Cause you may never get this chance again. Okay. Ready? I'm going to give you 15 seconds. 
I'm going to say something and then I'm going to give you 15 seconds of silence. All right. You, my friend, are very beloved. How did that feel? What happened for you in that space just now? What did you think? What did you feel? What did you sense? Did that silence have a certain impact on you? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Now imagine offering that as a gift to someone else. Silence is very powerful and it doesn't even have to be the full 15 seconds especially if here's what here's what I would argue I was about to say especially if it feels awkward but here's the thing awkwardness sometimes is only one-sided and sometimes we expect that someone else is feeling awkward but they're really not so give it a chance and see what happens. This is just an experiment. You can always change your mind at any point, but it's worth a try because it's different and it's going to produce different results. It's like, I always say this, like, if you want what you've always gotten, keep doing what you've always done. I'm pretty sure that's a Santana song. <laughs> anyway, um, but truly a lot of, you know, a lot of things make this giving the gift of these 15 seconds difficult. A lot of things make it hard because we live in this culture of immediacy and of everybody adding their two cents and everybody having a voice. And that's great, except when, here's something to consider, how are we using our sacred energy with our voices? How are we using our power? Is it going well all the time that we think it's going well? Or maybe could we try this experiment and find something very different? When I moderate my words, and this is back to what I learned this weekend through these conversations with three different people, three separate, totally separate people, um, three totally separate conversations, three totally separate topics but all of them very intense, and I and I tried to try something different. <laughs> I tried to try. Hear me when I say that. That's what I mean. I tried to try. Um, but when I moderate my words or my quickness to speak, and instead I really try to practice listening, I have felt, again, it's it's this mix of deep struggle. It's like a there's a compulsion in me. There's this part of me that's like, speak, 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 speak. Heather, speak, speak, speak. It's like pushing me. But I also noticed that I tend to speak out of and give silence out of and act out of enoughness more than scarcity. When I pause and give myself the 15 seconds and give the other person the 15 seconds. This is a space in which, so when I say enoughness over scarcity, what I mean is this. 
Oh, we're getting into this. This is so important. I cannot even tell you. Like this is, if I could like boil the world down to a point, it might be this. It's like shame versus enoughness. We live out of either constantly. Um, for me, a lot of the times that I respond or speak quickly, I'm responding out of the space <clears throat> of like, <coughs> sorry, I just got to get that cleared out before I say this. I don't want it to hinder my words here. <clears throat> my response, um, when I speak too quickly, my response is usually coming out of a place of poverty of self or insecurity. So again, my friend Phil, who gave this talk the other week, a couple weeks ago, he was talking about this, about how when we, we have to be able to acknowledge where our power is so that part in part, a big part of why we do this is so that not only we don't abuse it, but also that we don't abuse it against ourselves, that we don't just go to the places where we feel we have power when we don't feel we have power. So this is a common experience. It's like, I'm in a conversation, someone's saying something to me and I and becoming aware, or maybe I'm not becoming aware, but I'm, I'm growing in insecurity. I'm growing in defensiveness. I'm growing in something icky that is definitely rooted in poverty of self. It's rooted in shame. It's rooted in guilt. It's rooted in insecurity, whatever that is. <clears throat> and so what I do, typically what we do when we feel that insecurity and defensiveness and not enoughness we go to the place where we have typically felt enough. We have typically felt our power rise. That, my friends, has high potential for abuse of power. Not just that will hurt us and others, but the, the space between, I guess you could say. It can do damage. So I want to... All of this episode is coming out of a space where this is just a desire. I have not mastered this, nor will I ever master this. Literally practice. I'm going to be practicing this for the rest of my life to varying degrees. Some days I'm going to fall apart. Some days I'm going to be able to do it. Who knows? But here's what I'm going to practice. I want to give more authority to my enoughness, my true self, my secure place, my unchanging self than I do to my feelings and my impulses and my judgments and my insecurity. I want to be the mountain more than I want to be this changing weather pattern that is shifty and totally insecure. I want to go to this space of true rootedness and true enoughness. And I want that for you as well. When I'm honoring this 15 seconds, I honor the other by saying, what's happening for this person right now? I start, of, I start paying attention to what's happening in them, what might be happening in them. I can't pay attention to what's happening in them if I'm thinking about my reaction and I'm thinking about my poverty of myself and my feeling not enough, right? In that 15 seconds, I also honor myself because I'm acting out of non-scarcity. I'm tapping into my enoughness, my strength that is good, 
instead of being driven and compelled by my insecurities. I also, in that 15 seconds, honor the space and the process between us. I am all about process and I almost did a podcast on process today. So I have to save that for a different time maybe, but, um, I am a, I'm a big believer in process and maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about. So we'll talk about that later, but it's just thinking about this question of like zooming out in that 15 seconds and having this other vision of like, how are we connecting right now? Based on my observation of the situation, how do I think we're connecting How am I connecting to this person? How is this person connecting to me? How is the space between us? This is a very different way to use our precious sacred energy than becoming defensive and hostile and angry and reactionary and all that. It's so different. And again, I'm just asking you to practice this with me. I am, I'm really, it's really hard for me. And I think I'm doing really well. And then I slip back and I have, and that's part of why I had to have these conversations this week because these people, these friends who spoke out of love for me, spoke in a place where this one in particular, especially just really said to me, I want you to attend to this because I know you care about it and I want you to practice this. Um, it's a powerful thing. So that's, that's the invitation this, this time around. So here it is here. I'm just laying it out clearly. The invitation here, here's your invitation. (laughs) Try this 15 seconds of space creation of observation of silence a few times this week. Maybe it's just for yourself. Maybe it's when you're alone. Maybe it's with somebody else. I, I would rec- I would really recommend trying both several times because it's only 15 seconds. Like what what do you have to lose really other than 15 seconds? And just pay attention to how it's different than speaking, than just letting yourself react, than letting yourself, you know, go where you're automatically going. Just pay attention to what happens and notice how it's different. Also, feel free to share this stuff with me. If you try this and you want to share it with me or all the listeners, I would be very, very happy, very, hear me, very happy to share this on an episode with what you all email me about. What do you find? What are your findings in this experiment? I really would love to know this because we're in this together and I'm not the only person and in this mix of things, this life in the whirlwind mix. And I really want to hear what's going on for you and what you're finding in this experiment. Here's my blessing to you. May you find deeper life, a deeper form of life than you can imagine in this seemingly insignificant period of 15 seconds. May you find this life for yourself. May you find it for truth. May you find it for others. May you find it for the space between us. May it ground you. May it teach you. And may it open new possibilities for life in the whirlwind. And may it make you a refuge for some other person 
as you show them their enoughness and you experience yours. Have a great week. Love to you all. See you next week.